It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I don't want to lose. I want to win. I need professional help. Sports Betting Weekly. Sports Betting Weekly, sponsored by EasySportsData.com. The books use data. Shouldn't you too? And this is Easy Sports Data, like the preschoolers use. EasySportsData.com. I went here and I went there. Now what? Sports Betting Weekly. I want to win. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. You should also check out sportsbettinglessons.com. You'll learn some old tricks because sometimes how you bet is more important than who you bet. Sportsbettinglessons.com. Let's just do it. Let's meet this thing head on. You were you were in it to win it. Talk about an education. Sports betting weekly. Wow, winning. Sports betting weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly. I am Second Half Chaz. We are joined by our guys. We got John from GMF Sports Consultants out of Las Vegas. We're What's two up? weeks from tomorrow, and then two weeks from Saturday, it is the Pegasus Stakes, and we will be talking with uh, Blackhawk West from 151 Sports Investing regarding uh, the horse racing. I'm not sure if you guys got a chance to uh, see the cartoon that we put up today on social media to post to to uh to prop up the show did you get a chance john to see that i did not i have not checked that out yet yeah it, it is a cute little cartoon when you get a chance check it out but it's basically a, a sports do. betting lesson cartoon and uh if you could laugh and learn at the same time you usually do fairly fairly well so let's make sure we're clear on what's happening and where it's happening. If it's eight o'clock, give or take by a minute or two in the city of New York or wherever you are, just look at New York. If it's eight o'clock in New York, you're in the right place for some live action. And we're going to start right now. So as I mentioned, go to championshipfootballs.com. You can pick up uh, the coolest present. They'll open that day guaranteed. And if you're a Bulldogs fan, and, and if you are, you have a right to be. Uh, they are uh, just a beautiful, beautiful ball. But that's kept me busy this week, guys, so I haven't done much of anything. So the way I start the show is I go out to these experts and I say, hey, in the, I got the NCAA board up, I got the NHL board up, and I got the NBA, NBA board up. With John from GMF Sports Consultants, are you live on anything as we speak? Um, it's actually about to tip off. We're jumping in on the uh, Memphis Grizzlies at uh, minus four. Um, that game is scheduled to tip off any moment now. So people, if they're watching, they have an opportunity to get in on that right now. Um, Memphis is playing extremely well. John Morant is just, I, I, I mean, he's been on fire lately. Not only that, they have a pretty good team surrounding cast behind him. Um little skeptical just because they've been so good. So you kind of got to think that maybe they're due for a loss here, but at home playing the Minnesota Timberwolves, I, I, I like the Grizzlies tonight. Yeah, actually I'm looking at it down at minus three. So, Oh, perfect. Oh, okay. But, well, perfect. They got three. a better line than me now. If you get in, I, I'm in at four. So, and we will pay attention to that in live action. If you're watching this show and you haven't seen it before, you think I, I, I'm, I'm laughing when I'm talking about these guys cashing <laughs> tickets and stuff. I don't laugh about cashing tickets. It's not a joke. It's a very serious thing, I think. And if Wes's lips are moving, there's a good chance, unless the words Michigan are coming out of his mouth, there's a good chance he's cashing <laughs> tickets. So uh, so yes. let's see if he's got – are you any, so, anything already, Wes? Yeah, so there's one that's really interesting that I just came across, and it's a tremendous value, and I'm only going into it for half a unit. But I'm looking at the NHL right now and the Philly-Boston game. This is a total value play. Um, Boston is scoring goals. Philly is not getting much good play on defense at all um, or or out of the goalie. I'm jumping on Boston minus one and a half for a plus 350 payout, and it's a second period play. So we're in intermission right now. It's a total value play. Very rarely do you see uh, the odds makers being comfortable exposed like that. And uh, I'm with the odds makers. I I'm jumping into bed with them on this. Minus one and a half Boston plus 350 for the second period. Oh, for the second period. Only for the second okay, period. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense because, yeah. and don't get me wrong, we come across live action where, wow, I'm already covering that play. 
And it happens, and that would, of course, be the case because after one, it's two to nothing uh, Boston. But that makes, that makes a whole uh, different animal. So, yeah, on mine, I can't get that. I got minus a half at plus 119. But you know what? I'll, I'll hop on that. I'm going to hold I, off on the Grizzlies and see what happens early because just of the point movement that uh, from what John said and what we have. Um, but with that Boston, minus a half, it's minus a half. Plus one nineteen, so it's not a crazy plus three fifty number, but that's you know. still a great value yeah. though on a team yeah. that is completely smoking the other guy. Yep, no doubt about it. All right, so what about uh, you got it? We got NBA. What about college basketball, John? I know that you gave us another money line winner last night with LSU. That was last night, wasn't it? Correct. Yes, wow. that was last night. Talk yep. about a long ass twenty four hours. Yeah, <laughs> could have been last Tuesday. Uh, any, yep. anything in college football, uh, college basketball? Uh, right now, we're, we're actually not playing anything right now, but a little bit later, we're actually going to be looking at South Alabama. Um, not on the radar of too many uh, people who are betting college basketball, but they're at home. They're playing Georgia State. Uh, we're getting anywhere from a minus one to a pick em line on them. And I just like South Alabama here in a spot. I just think they're the better overall team. This is the team that I've been tracking you know, for the beginning of the season this year. So I feel comfortable well, in with that. that. Um, right my nothing, but that's air. not till later. Yeah, that's right as we go off the air. Yeah. Um, Georgia State, South Alabama. You know what? I would imagine you could hear that at a meeting somewhere, Wes. Hi. <laughs> my name's Chaz, and I'm a gambler. I didn't right. know I needed to come to a meeting because I dumped money into my account to bet the Georgia State, South Alabama <laughs> basketball game. Well, in Georgia State, South Alabama, that's not even the the, the wildest one that John is is called out. He's called out some schools taking points that win dog outrights, and I have to Google these schools to know where they even are. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, minus, for him, minus a, a, minus one and a half is as close to a, a, a lock, lock as you're going to get because normally he's taking points. All right, so. We got some live action. We got uh, uh, one, two, three different plays that we're going to be looking at. And technically, we're not going to be looking at the South Alabama, of course, uh, as a live action play because at 5.56, when we go off the air, the loudmouths come on. And tonight, they have a pretty cool guest. They have the, uh, the dean of the Knicks Film School, Jonathan Macri. So he's, uh, he's coming on there after us. But that's about right, what time that... Uh, I'll be working on the video for this show and probably checking out that Georgia State-South Alabama game. All right, so it is a wild card weekend. Did I mention two weeks from Saturday is the Pegasus, Pegasus, Pegasus Stakes? <laughs> Actually, you know what, John? Since we're hopefully going to be drinking together that day. I'm hoping oh, yeah. that after 14 or 15 cocktails with drink tickets, <laughs> You're going to make me say Pegasus Stakes three times fast. You're going to have, yeah, oh, yeah, no, that's guaranteed to go down. But, you have uh, to say it so, at least so three Black times Hawk fast. West, in terms <laughs> of the days of the year where there's just great, great cars at a track, how would you rate this one? What number is it to you? You know, I, I really, I enjoy the Florida Derby, and, and you know, I go to the Arkansas Derby, and I love the, the Apple Blossom, but, um, you know, Pegasus is great because it's the first really big one of the year. It, it kind of kicks off the road to the Derby, so I, it, it's really fun to watch, and, you know, so I, I, I like all of them, but the, the Pegasus on the calendar kind of kicks it all off. Well, yeah, because it's two and a half months since the Breeders' Cup, you know, so, uh, so the quality of the horses isn't in... in paired by you know some of those races right after the triple crown are, are tough on those horses because they just can't they can't do it you know they're still babies but then they've had you know they've got through a couple more months and then actually january 1st right they all have their birthday little birthday parties in the stalls with their candles on well you don't have you don't have candles in in a stall full of hay i'm thinking that's not a good thing <laughs> you know you have the little battery-powered candles that they sell for Christmas time, you know? Or for your wreaths, <laughs> right? For, or for, for the uh, menorahs, right? They have battery-powered menorahs, right? They do. Yeah, yeah. They do. Yeah. You twist, you twist the light bulb right, instead exactly. of light the you flame. Don't wanna, you don't mm -hmm. want to be taking a big lighter out in a, in a, in a barn with a horse that's worth $40 million, <laughs> you know? But for me, I, what I like about it is I, I don't have to 
bounce around. So most good days of horse racing, as you know, was I got to find a couple great races at, at Del Mar, a couple of Santa Anita, wherever they run on the West Coast, you know, maybe a couple from a Florida track or two, a couple from the New York track or two to really get seven quality races. Uh, and, and, and don't get me wrong, if you like betting, you know, $80,000 claiming races or made in special mm. weights, God bless you. You know, God bless you. That's not what I like to do. I got enough to bet on. I don't have to force a play. Uh, but what I'm looking at is the, the ability to get that racing form Friday afternoon, get to, get to the airport early. Yeah, I don't care if I'm at the airport three hours early. It takes me three and a half hours to read seven races. And, and when they're good quality horses, you, you almost have to go through West twice, right? You can't, you can't scope through once and expect to, to see stuff. Right? Am I right? No, you, you go through it a couple of times, especially those big races, because you're you're talking about quality horses that are just, you know, hairs apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it could be um, it could be, you know, this is a fine example. You know, if you got a couple months off since your last race, those workouts are really, really important. But you got to pay attention. Some trainers don't care about workouts, you know. Uh, yep. So it, 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 it's a challenging thing, and they are, as they used to say, equine puzzles, and I'm looking forward to, uh, to that. I'm looking forward to my first visit ever to the Stratosphere because of the fact that um, I've never, ever stayed there before. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, all right, let's nice. talk some wild card weekend. What's nice about this week is really, guys, we can go over every single game and give it a few minutes because we've got the, the whole show and there's only six games. So, so uh, I don't know. Let's start. Well, well, before we do that, let's start with the end of the season because the circuit contest ended. John, did the guy win both the top two prizes? Uh, you you want to know what I, I I haven't really checked the final standings. I, I I totally forgot to look at the final standings, but I'm I'm pretty sure there was actually there was another guy who had uh, uh two two uh, double entries that was in the t that was in the top two. So those guys. I think pretty much dominated the top ten, um, as as far as that goes. I, I haven't I haven't looked at the overall winners uh, this week yet. Did so you I, look I, I got to take a look at the standings. No, I, I I did not. I did not. Do you no. know what your final record was? Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. I I have to I have to go look for this week. I I didn't check for this yeah, week, uh, but and, we we did well. I I think I was I think I finished right outside of the top hundred. Right. So um, which is very good considering there was four thousand people in that contest. Um, so I'll take that. No, no, no. And and again, as you know, you know you 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 play to the final buzzer, but when you're dealing with with the contest where you're chasing, and I've been in a few of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all you do is you put your picks in and and, and you just do you you just put your picks in. That's all you do. You yeah, in, yeah. You know, it, it was yeah. tough this year, especially with those guys, because like I said, you had about two or three guys that had a pretty significant lead, at least from from where my standing was, that I couldn't make that up in two weeks, and then they had double entries. So you you know they definitely had the uh, upper hand. Well, you know, moving into the last two weeks when you're good, right? If you have double yeah, entries and you suck, it and you say, matter, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's double the money lost, then, right? Right. right. <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's like it's like in a in a, a grass race, west a grass horse race, when they're on the grass and and they let the the horse take the lead, a uh, real slow fraction, so nothing burns them mm -hmm. up. And and those guys, a couple of those guys in that contest, they they really they hopped out right away. You know, they had yep. incredibly, incredibly good records right away. And, and they didn't have to, to, to kill it coming down the stretch. When you're chasing, if you're playing, you know, 60% ball in the contest and you're chasing 10 games, think about it. Those guys were at 70%. Yeah, yeah there's people hitting 70 yeah, over 70% in there. So that, it was it's amazing. A very, yeah. very unusual year. Uh, all right, uh -huh. so, so what about you, Wes? Do you have any numbers? I, you know, I, I was, I didn't finish in the top hundred like, like John did, but I, I was right around 54%, 55%. And, you know, I, I said it last week, I, I did, I, I got away from who I am as a handicapper in this contest because I was trying to be witty and find winners where other people weren't thinking, you know, <laughs> the, the record that we had on our discord page, man, if I would have had that in the circuit, nobody would have touched me. Well, yeah, and that's <laughs> part of, but that's part of, of life and learning about anything. It doesn't matter what you yep. play in golf, learning how to cook Italian food, horse racing, sports betting. It doesn't matter. You're going to screw up. 
and, and, and all you could do is learn from it for the next time because you really, like you said, you, you hadn't done a lot of those contests before, you know? No. Uh, so it, it, was, it was fun to be a part of, that's for sure. Oh, without a doubt. It, it, it exciting. You know, how better off than having a buddy being your proxy, you know? <laughs> that's right. Great. And, and, and it's tough for those contests because it's necessary. There was a lot of games where even though I picked it for the circuit contest, that doesn't mean I'm actually betting that game with, with cash on Sunday, you, you know? So it's, it's, it's a real kind of different mentality that you got to have. And, and, you know, it, it's fun to do and everything like that, but it's, it's very, uh, like you said, different kind of uh, state of mind when you're doing those contests, when you got to pick just five every week. No doubt. And, and it was just, it was a bizarre NFL season from the fact that points bets had never been higher uh, in terms yep. of the discrepancy between the favorites and the dogs. And COVID is never, was never, was it just as bad? COVID was just as bad. And so that, that leads me to my next question for you guys. Right now, how is it COVID impacting the NHL, Wes? Well, I'll tell you, in a situation like this Boston game we're on, you know, they just had a, a big name player return to the lineup a couple nights ago and just lit it up. So it's it it is affecting the league in terms of what I mean. Most of the games are happening. I mean, we're we're in a better place in that regard. But um, it's who's out and who's not, and then their effect when they come back because there's no consistency in when they come back. Do they just hit the scene like a bomb and they just start scoring goals and dominating again? Or do they come back and that particular player starts to drag? So um, it's having a different impact on all the teams and, and the coaching and the, the just the, the experience is, is showing. There's not a lot of teams I'm trusting right now in, in the NHL. I, I If you guys have noticed, our text chain the last few days, I've been college hoops more so than than I have been the NHL just because the NHL is very difficult to, to understand how these players are going to show up. Yeah, and then part of it is 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 if a player doesn't play because of COVID, you know what, it, was he asymptomatic and he's fine and he was working out the whole time or was he sick as a dog Correct. and, you know, yeah. he's going to be cramping up after about 14 minutes of playing whatever sport he plays because his body just is not ready to come back, you know? Uh, a college yep. basketball, I know, because I'm here in San Diego. San Diego State uh, had a, a great big win over a top 20 school. Just dominated. Very good team. Their defense is Very incredible. And then uh, they don't play again. And at the mm -hmm. bottom, if you go to the bottom of the scoreboard for the NCAA basketball right now, you see canceled, 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 canceled. So, John, from GMF Sports Consultants, what yep. about the NBA? Yeah, well, just going back to the college basketball, I, I think this time of the year, I think actually the college basketball is probably more affected. Very similar to NHL. Obviously, we have the issues up in Canada across the border. But college basketball, if there is a COVID outbreak or if there's something going on, they're actually not allowed to practice. So there's no team practicing. There's nothing like that. So that throws off the whole chemistry. I mean, if you look back, there, there's teams who haven't played a game in two or three weeks now which is crazy. So that just throws everything off, which is right now we're going kind of in the heart and the thick of the competition into college basketball. NBA is a little bit different. NBA, these are superstar world-class world class athletes. We're seeing these guys return in four or five, six days with no problem. Um, and also the NBA, they're able to kind of pick these guys off of their G League and independent league to kind of fill roster spots if needed. Um, obviously betting NBA is always tricky, so you got to keep an eye out on who's sitting and who's not. But I think overall that this COVID is affecting college basketball more than I think than any sport right now. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right. When we get back from break, we're going to hop right into wild card weekend. You're watching sports betting weekly on the worldwide sports radio network on belly up sports podcast network on the sports betting channel and at sports betting weekly live.com. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, the Sports Betting Channel, and SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com. However, it's about a quarter after eight in New York right now. You're in the right spot because we're going to dive back into our live action. We're going to then talk all six wildcard weekend games, and we're going to cash some tickets. And how do I know that? Yeah, I'm not an idiot. 
<laughs> Every show we've ever had is is for transparency. You can't beat Sports Betting Weekly. Every show we ever had is up there. You don't believe me? Go watch about 19 hours. Count the winners and come back and we'll talk. All right, so let's <laughs> look at the Minnesota-Memphis game. It's off the board for me, but Memphis started out a little slow. And yep. so we're going to be paying attention to that one because John is on those said home dog, uh, home Grizzlies. Uh, mm -hmm. We are looking at the NHL game now. Flyers have seven shots on goal. Talk about a piss poor performance, huh? But they are in a power play. <laughs> so uh, we're going to pay, pay an attention to that. Um, anything happen, Wes, with the uh, Texas Tech game? Or did Ken still go the way it was? So last I looked, uh, Tech was up pretty good. Okay. Yeah, because it, I know you were on them uh, getting points. Yeah, it. It, there's 15 minutes to go in the second half, and Tech is up 50 to to 34. So wow! And you were you were assuming that uh, all the energy they used uh, up in the Baylor game uh, would come back to bite them in the ass, but so far so good. So we'll see. Yep. They, well, they 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 played two impressive games, Baylor, and then also Kansas too. Right, so right. they had you, yeah, you know a pretty impressive both schedule. Top ten, right? Yeah, 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 both top ten. Yeah, yeah, and and Texas Tech is 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 still a young team. So I was in kind of in a similar position where I was almost thinking this might be a letdown spot. Um, I, I I personally stayed away from that game, but I was I was you know similar thinking where you got to think there's going to be some kind of comeback to reality, so to speak. Not taking any, anything away from them, but you know they're a young team there, and they definitely had some great games, especially the last yeah. two. Sometimes though, John, when you're young, you don't know what you're doing is not what you're supposed to be that, doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That might turn out to be the the best thing that happened to them. So. <laughs> Well, it looks like the Flyers went from seven to nine shots on goal. One of them went in the hole. Uh, so it's uh -oh. two to one Bruins. So we'll yep. pay attention to that one. And uh, before we go anywhere, uh, yeah, we're still off the board on that Memphis game. So we will see what happens next with that. All right, let's talk some wild card weekend. Saturday, there are two yeah. games. We got Vegas at Cincinnati and the Patriots at Buffalo. Now, uh, yep. we talked – I was on the – MD show last night. They moved to, to Wednesdays, and I uh, I did give out your play, uh, Wes. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> what was it? You remember? Uh, it might have been Philly. Oh, it was. It, it was the Eagles. It was the Eagles. It was. And 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 there were there was there was a, a coin flip. Pete was on with us. There was four of us on the show. There was a coin flip in terms of, of whether or not they agreed with you. But let's talk about these games. One of the things we talked about last night was. Some of these are rematches. This one with New England Buffalo is the third time around. So they've played, they're going to yep. play in seven games. They're going to play three times, which is really unheard of. It just happened the way the schedule fell. They played those two late games. Uh, let's start with John mm -hmm. from GMF Sports Consultants. I'm going to ask you uh, a question before we talk about the Vegas Cincinnati game, being that you're in Las Vegas. I'm going to ask you a question uh, about these games. Okay. Will you bet every one of them? Will I bet everyone? Absolutely not. No, there, there's a couple that I'm already kind of shying away from the board. Uh, the playoffs, the great thing about it is that you're able to select your your positions you know, before, and then there's always in-game opportunities that might present themselves depending on that. But there's, yeah, I'm, I'm not betting every game. It, yeah, you have to, uh, yeah. you have to, uh, I, I believe, this is what I told the last night, I believe mm -hmm. that in, in playoff games more than any other aspect of sports, you know right when it's one and done. I'm not talking about baseball or hockey where it's a seven-game series. I'm talking about when it's one yep. and done. You can tell pretty quickly if you were right before with your handicap. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and so I, that's where I go in. If, if, if I like a team or a play, if I like a play, I'm going to go in on it light, even if I like it, because uh -huh. you just, you'll, you'll know right away. And then you can always, if, you, if you're right right away, worst-case scenario is you know you lose a couple points. Usually you're you're going to be safe with an early live action play. Uh, so yep, let's talk yep. to John from GMS Sports Consultants about the uh, Vegas Cincinnati game. Uh, well, there's going to be a sort of a, a hometown Vegas bias coming from me right here because I'm jumping on the Raiders. I already took them at six. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit of money line action on them as well. Couple couple dollars of lunch money on that money line. Um, the line did, I think, already drop down to five and a half. So we're seeing some, uh, I don't know if you want to call that sharp action, but, uh, you, you know, we're definitely seeing line movement uh, going towards the Raiders. 
I just like the way they were playing. This was a different team that that I've said in prior weeks. They look kind of bad offensively, but that but that last game I think against the Chargers really showed me something, and 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 I'm convinced that they can go into Cincinnati and, and beat them outright. I, I think they'll be able to get to Burrow, and and I think they'll have some opportunities. But now the way Jacobs is running the ball, he seems to be running pretty pretty well, and I think the confidence in Carr actually playing in a playoff game this time because you know. Previously, when the Raiders made it back in 2016, I do believe that was the year he was hurt. So he didn't actually get to play in the playoffs. Um, but I just like the, kind of how the team focused around all the tragedies that happened here in Las Vegas. Obviously, we got the multiple player situations. We have the coaching situation. But I think they're rallying around that interim coach. And I think their, uh, you know, the m- momentum is on their side, I think, going into Cincinnati. So. I'm on the Raiders. Let's go Vegas. Before I interject, I'll let you know I'm taking your Memphis Grizzly play. I hopped on it. Live action. Minus 135 for the game. Oh, perfect. No points. Very nice. I don't need no stinking points. I just want to get it. Nothing wrong with that in the NBA. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So, so Blackhawk West, same game. So, I I like this game. And it's an interesting one because when you look at Cincinnati – uh, statistically, they're like bottom six in the in the league as far as passing defense and yardage allowed. What's interesting though is when they play against pass heavy teams, they beat them. When they you know when they played against uh, the Raiders the first time around, they smoked them. Um, when they played against the Chiefs, they beat them. So you don't want to get into a, a quarterback duel with Joe Burrow. And what I like about Cincinnati here is out of all the quarterbacks that have yet to be in an NFL playoff game. Joe Burrow has probably been in the biggest on the biggest stages out of all those players. And he's got a wide receiver that he's been with for four years, you know, and this, this uh, chase is just unreal. So I, um, as much as I hate to, to be on opposite sides as John, I, I like Cincy here <laughs> and, and I did not like it at the six and a half and, and it was, and, and, and the line moved to five and a half and at five and a half, uh, I, I, I like it very much. Yeah, I said, and here's where I'm standing on this game. I like Cincinnati to win the game, but I'm going to look for uh, Oakland to score first and get the get the line two and a half, two and a half. I want a two and a half money line somewhere like that. I don't want to yep. pay. I don't yep. want to pay a lot of money. What well, right now, if I want to take Cincinnati, and I want to say I don't need no stinking points, I just want to win the game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to see what the line is, but it's got it's probably higher than I want it to be. That's the way I'm looking at it. So NFL it, game. There, there was Saturday. a funny meme that I saw that was the first text message that there has never been a text message sent in the history of the world about Cincinnati just winning a playoff game because the last <laughs> time they won it uh, was before text messaging had ever existed. No, and, and again, we we have our records going back to 2012, right? And they have five playoff games in there. Every single one went under. And they're 0 4 and 1. They got a push last game. They pushed against Pittsburgh. They <laughs> lost 18 to 16 and were getting two. Uh, so, yeah, but uh, Joe Burrow doesn't have red hair. That's one thing I know about Joe Burrow. He doesn't have a red hair. But they're minus a little, 230. A little different situation now. Yeah, they're yeah. minus 230. I don't want minus 230. I don't need to bet a game that mm-hmm. bad. But I tell you right now, I, I could see some points being scored. Our Easy Sports data has got some uh, some numbers that are showing over. So, uh, again, I'll pay attention to that. What I'm looking for this weekend, guys, I'm looking for that game like uh, I had the other night with the Alabama-Georgia game. Remember, I waited until there was no touchdown scored. And I said, I'm telling you, there's going to be a touchdown scored. And from 37 on up, they overhit like five times. And that's what I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking to find. I always yeah. say I'm looking to find that Bruins game in Tahoe. <laughs> it's an inside joke, but uh, you can go back and watch <laughs> there's it. A, there's, a, there's a player prop that I'm actually looking at, too, is going to be the wide receiver for the Raiders is going to be Zay Jones. Um, he has a total uh, reception yards. I believe it's about 43 and a half. I like him to go over. I'm also going to put some touchdown props in on him. I, I, I think if the Raiders are going to be able to score, they're going to have to do it with a big play. And that's, this is a big play guy. If you watch the game to the Chargers, he was this close from getting a touchdown early in that first half. So I like him. 
you know how the players are. There's going to be some guy that comes out of left field that you're, you you know, is going to have a monster game. Nothing against Zay Jones. He, he's a pretty good wide receiver, but I think he's going to kind of be that uh, hidden gem that we're going to find right here in, in this first game for Cincinnati. So look out for him this week. And you know, Carr loves to throw the ball deep. He, and, and oh, he, yeah, exa- he had, exactly. What, and, that, and that's where he's going to go. Yep. He had yep. six yeah, games this year where he had nobody to throw the ball deep to. Yeah, he had nobody. You know, there was we had the wide receiver issues probably, you, you know, before then. But I think Zay Jones kind of filled that role coming here late into his last few games because everything has been focused around Waller. He's hurt. I still think something's wrong with him. He didn't look right that game against San Diego. Maybe it's rust because he did miss into some games, you know, prior to. But obviously, everything's going to be kind of focused more inside with Waller and Renfro. So I think there's going to be opportunities because you have to you, you have to play Renfro now. He's playing phenomenal this year. And I think Zay Jones is is going to have opportunities because he's going to get single coverage. Yeah, no doubt about it. He, he uh, and, and again, the first game back, you know what? Um, yeah, it, it's really hard to, 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 to come right back and be in a groove. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. All right, so let's look at this next game. They played the December 6th. They played December 26th, and they're playing <laughs> January 14th. So yep. that's pretty crazy. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with the Black Hawk West for 151 Sports Investment. So this one, this one is a no touch for me. But I look at it, and a lot of people would be very surprised when you start to look at the statistics and and you peel back the layers. And statistically, Buffalo has a very good defense. Um, so. Bill Belichick in that first game where they played each other and they, they, what they threw the ball like three times. They just, all they did was run the ball in the wind. Um, so Belichick playoffs getting four points it's in Buffalo. Uh, I, I mean, it, this whole game just screams very scary. My play on this game, I'm going to go with the over 44 and, and I'm, I'm going there only because, um, if Buffalo wins, it's going to be because they've found a hole in New England's defense and Buffalo hangs probably 30 plus. And um, so, again, I'm, I have no call on the two teams, but my call is on the over 44. John. Kind of similar sentiments. I'm, right now, I am not touching this game. I, I think it's going to be a great game to watch. We're talking about two teams that know each other exceptionally well. Um, similar situation. I hear it's going to be very, very cold, you, you know, abnormal temperatures and weather in, in, uh, in Buffalo. So we might get a similar condition. We see probably Mac Jones, not throw the ball. This is a playoff. He's going to have to throw the ball. It, it's going to definitely be more than three times, I think. But I, if you got a gun in my head, just because I think, I don't think there's going to be a repeat of, of what happened. I, I think Buffalo is going to win this game. I don't like the four. If it was at three, then you might pique my interest a little bit. But, yeah, I'm going to sit back, relax, and watch this show. Like I said, uh, um, you know, if you made me pick one, I would say Buffalo. Just because also, too, I think everybody's going to jump on that Patriots bandwagon. This is this is kind of a odds maker's dream where everybody looks, oh, no, you, you know, New England, all the conspiracy theorists are also saying there's going to be the Patriots bucks. Super Bowl that the NFL somehow is magically going to make happen. So you're going to have that, you know, go on, which I don't see. Mac Jones has played extremely well. I actually think they're going to lose this week to Buffalo. Um, I'm going to look for in-game. If I can get a cheap money line or anything under three, I might jump in at that point. But as of right now, I'm, I'm clear and stay away from that. Yeah, I, I look at my numbers, and here's what I see. I see that in the first quarter, in the last four games, Buffalo has allowed a safety to Atlanta. They've scored, since actually since that game, that snow game, remember they had the three passes, right? Yep, yep. Buffalo scored 27, 31, 33, 29, 27. Their defense, as Wes has aptly said, they have allowed 10, 15, 21, 14, 33, 14, and 16. So five out of six games, no, six out of seven games, 21 or less in the NFL. You keep teams uh, under 21 points, you win those games. More times Correct. than not, you really do. Oh, yeah. Um, so so I, I like Buffalo. All right, next game is Sunday morning early. Our time, John, 10 o'clock in the morning. Nice. Philly at Tampa Bay. We're going to start with you because we, we've got a leak. We, got a, we had inside information on who Blackhawk likes in this game. Yeah. <laughs> so this is another game that I'm I'm – 
probably not going to touch. Um, my first instinct would be to take Philadelphia just because of the points here. Um, then at the time, I'm thinking about going to the window and putting the bet in for Philadelphia. I also have to imagine this is Tom Brady and the Bucks going on the other side. So this is what's making me stay away from this game. Um, the thing I like about Philadelphia is obviously the run game. They've been controlling the ball with the run game. They, they're chewing up yards. I think they have the most rushing yards. You know, whatever statistical category, they almost lead everything as far as rushing yards go. So they're going to be able to control the ball. I, I think, obviously, they have to turn those first downs and, and eat up the clock and keep Brady off the field. I'm going to stay away. Maybe if I can I can get a line or get a read on it. You, you know, the first five minutes, I think, like you said, you'll be able to tell. I'm going to stay away. I, I have somebody here in Vegas. Vegas Steve, that's what they call him. He said he is all over Tampa Bay. Uh, for whatever reason, he thinks the Bucs are going to roll them. I, I don't see that, but, you well, know, that's his opinion. Before we talk to Wes about the game, uh, the, yeah. the one thing is it really it's, it's a something-got-to-give game. Pittsburgh, I mean, uh, the Eagles aren't giving up points. And Tampa yep. Bay scores points at home, so something's got to give. And, and like you said, John, I really believe you'll, you'll know fairly early. Blackhawk West, why are you on the Eagles so big? I'm on the Eagles. Uh, well, I like the points. I mean, I, let's just go there. I love points. And so playoff games, a lot. you'll hear me say this a lot as we talk about playoffs, is in most cases, if you like the dog, just play the money line because for the dog to come in and cover the kind of lines that, that are laid out, you're you're probably the dog's probably going to win the game and and not just keep. I mean, if if this is this is such a mismatch from a from a, you know in certain aspects that it, and and on both sides, really on both sides, um, that if Philly is going to cover, they're probably going to win the game. I love Philly's run game, but more so, I love their run defense. Philly has an underrated defense, and they played each other earlier in this season, and and the game was defined by less than what this point spread opened at. Um, I believe that that was a six point game and we're going into this one. It, it started at nine and a half. It's down to eight and a half. Um, but Jalen Hurts also threw two interceptions and, you know, that doesn't happen very often either. So it, it, he threw two interceptions and Philly found a way to keep it within six. If he has a clean game, does that mean they win? If he has one interception, does that cut the the point differential in half? And And Tampa is so pass heavy. Um, there's such an overwhelmingly great pass attack and there. I don't know who Brady is throwing this ball to and he'll find somebody because he's Brady and he's the goat. And, you know, he's all of those superlatives, but, um, I, I just, I like getting the points in a situation where it took a quarterback, a really good dual threat quarterback, two interceptions to lose by only six. Yeah, I can't argue with the logic there, and um, like I said, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, the Eagles definitely finish a game, finish a season playing strong football. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody's going to argue that. When we get back from break, we're going to catch the other of the uh, three games that are on Sunday. You're listening to Sports Betting Weekly on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, the Sports Betting Channel, and uh, SportsBettingWeeklyLive.com. It is it, the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Sports Betting Weekly. Sit back and enjoy the show. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly. I'm second half Chaz along with John from JMF Sports Consultants and Black Hawk West from 151 Sports Investing. And we are updating our live action. So what we got here is... John like Minnesota, so we hopped on a money line for the game, minus 135. They're, uh, they're down by a, a few points here early in the second. Uh, boy, we, we hopped on the wrong play there in the Bruins game, Blackhawk West. We should have hopped on the over. We're getting it taken to us here. We, it's, uh, the Bruins just popped one in. We're, we're three to two Bruins for the game, but, but yeah, we should have well, hopped had the, on we the over. We could have hit the one and a half. We could have hit the two and a half already. We'd be sitting around waiting for the three and a half. I've got a shot, of course. If it ends four to two, after um, so I got three minutes. I need another Bruins uh, uh, puck in the net because then I'll get that plus. No, I got minus a half. I got minus a half. It was two. We're in trouble, Wes. On that play. Well, you know, it was. I said it when we called it out. It was a value play, and I've never seen plus money like that uh, on a on a. 
period play. Period so one, yeah. I was comfortable siding with the odds makers that are being exposed and comfortable with it. Yeah, no. If you don't, I, I have found, no, it's just my experience. I have found you never cash 100% of the bets you don't make, ever. I've just noticed that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so 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 we're uh, we're scrapping there. We got uh, what else we got? We have Georgia State, South Alabama kicking off at the uh, after the show. That's uh, that's uh, we're taking the home team there minus a point and a yep. half. And uh, I'm not sure if I mentioned it, but if you're watching right now at 8:40 in New York time on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, uh, I mentioned that we got the Loudmouths follow us up, and they've got a, a great guest. But two weeks from this weekend, we'll be in Las Vegas for our Betaway Weekend. And it's been two years, and I'm pretty, pretty excited. Not, you know what? I'm not counting sleeps excited. I'm not having Vegas <laughs> dreams yet excited. However, you know, I've had some, I've had some great runs where, you know, uh, let, me, let me swing by the craft tables, and I'll, I'll meet you guys up in the room. And then they come back an hour and a half later, and, hey, dude, are you okay? Yeah, I got all these chips in my hand. You got all these chips, yeah. We well, were, if we you're went, sitting at the table for that long, that generally means you're doing pretty yeah, well. Yeah, so. <laughs> we went, uh, We went down to the Cirque the last time we were there, and we went up to the pool, paid to get to the pool. Um, yep. It's definitely, if, if you've not been to the Cirque pool, you need to do it. You may not need exactly. to do it twice in the, in the winter. I've done it in no. the winter. I, you know, we, we had mm. gloves and masks on. Um, but it was, uh, it was, uh, pretty cool. Then we were downtown. I don't even know where we went. I followed the guys, you know, these, uh, you know, as you know, everybody's different when they gamble. Some guys, yep. you know, never leave a table. They, they, they're, they're gambling literally 20 of the Stay there all day. Yep. That's not, well, John, you hung with me in Vegas. You see, that's my style. I'm not really a, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a sports betting guy and I'll play the tables and, and I budget my I, money when I'm done. I don't give it any more money. And if I win, I don't even I have separate pockets. Yes, I exactly. have a fanny pack. Yeah. I have the greatest fanny pack in the history of fanny packs because my kid bought it for <laughs> me for Christmas one year. It's amazing. It really is. Sports, it's got a place for my sports chips. betting weekly fanny packs. Yeah, it's got a place for my tickets. It's got a place for my cash. It's got a place for my room card. It's just beautiful. But when I win money from you at the casino, I put it in a different pocket. <laughs> I don't even oh, know yeah. where that pocket goes, you know? Um, that's that's a smart way to do it. But yeah, so they're all like sitting said, around we're, playing we're sitting blackjack, day, and, I, you know? and I wandered over to a, a three card poker table. There was a pretty mm. young girl. You know, the, the older you get, the the younger the girls get behind the tables. And uh, <laughs> that's true. you know, she hadn't shuffled or anything. So I sat down and I threw you know ten dollars down on the. Uh, it was a five dollar table, but I always throw ten dollars down on on the first hand of triple, uh, or three card poker because occasionally I'll get really nice. good cards. I've got. First time, I mean, in, in my career, I must have five or six different. Wow, I just got three nines. Or the girl dealt me a royal flush. Wow, a Jack King and Ace of Hearts. I walked, I, I played a few more hands and I walked away with like five fifty for a dime. Yeah, that that's a big payout on a three yeah. card poker. Yeah, and I won, yeah, and, yeah. but I didn't cash out. I just had her color me out, and I held yeah. it like a little baby <laughs> under my arm, and I walked over to the blackjack table, and I just sat behind the guys. And they're, you know, they were playing with a little bit of chips. They didn't have, a, no, nobody was really betting a lot of money. And they yeah. looked and, you know what, uh, you could tell one of them was purple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> purple chips are fun chips. So, so we're, looking, yeah. we're looking forward to that. So let's finish up these last three games. Um, San Francisco at Dallas, start with Blackhawk West for 151 Sports Investing. Uh, San Francisco at Dallas, San Francisco at Dallas. Why is There's... that game jumping out of me? I think it's because it's a playoff game, Wes. It's a playoff game, and, and, you know, this is a flashback to the 90s. So, I mean, it, it's some of those great matchups with Dallas and, and San Francisco, and then, you know, Deion Sanders changed sides, you know, one year to the other. But, I mean, that that's where Dallas-San Francisco takes me. But um, it, there's a lot made on this game about San Francisco on the road, and we're going to see a road dog win outright, but I don't think it's going to be on this game. The three points, I think, is, is the right number. Um, Dallas is number one in the league at interceptions. And at taking the ball away via interception and, and Jimmy G he doesn't mind giving the ball to the other team. San Francisco is, is a run, a really good run uh, offense. And, and they, they got a pretty good defense, but Dallas can come at you so many different ways when they're dialed in. And um, I, I think that Dallas, the way that they can score points, they have a full roster, they have a rested roster and the way that they can score points um it's going to take San Francisco off of what their game plan is. And, um, you know, I'm not in the business of, of, 
of, uh, you know, calling people out or saying negative things about coaches. But that San Francisco coach um, doesn't really do well in, in these big spots. I know he went to the Super Bowl, but he kind of got out coached in the Super Bowl. And so I, I really like Dallas in this spot. I think that the three is a gift. I really do. On a coin flip, you may be able to get two and a half. Yeah, the bottom line is San Francisco should have won that Super Bowl, right? They had a lead. <laughs> All they got to do is put it away. John. This is a tough game, but I'm going to lean the same way as, as Dallas. They're at home. You, you know, this, this is the playoffs and kind of a similar sentiment to where I said, you know, the Patriots are going to have to have Mac Jones throw the ball. The 49ers are going to have to have Jimmy G throw the ball. Don't get me wrong. They have a phenomenal wide receiver duo who's been playing lights out you know, the last few weeks. But I think in the playoffs, it requires your quarterback to do a little bit more. And if we're talking on that side, I will lean towards Dak Prescott doing a little bit more than Jimmy G in in this week. Um, Same thing. I just have more faith in the defense. I have more faith in Dak Prescott. I have more faith in the coaching. I have more faith in the running game. Um, So that's going to make me take Dallas here. I'm personally not betting that game as of yet. But, you know, if uh, in-game opportunity presents itself, I will definitely go on the Dallas side of that. Yeah, here's a couple things that jump out at me uh, from our easy sports data. On the road, San Francisco's last uh, 10 games, nine of them are under in the first quarter. And mostly because of their style of offense isn't that productive. However, yep. in the first half, they've got a streak of six straight games where they have scored the same or less. Now, that's not what you want to do. If you're an offense, you don't want to score less than you did the last time. But they scored 23, mm-hmm. 17, 17, 10, and then three, and then three. So I, I said it last night on the, on the Belly Up show. I said, I got a quarterback that's, that's got no tape on his hand and a quarterback that has tape on his hand and it's his mm-hmm. throwing hand, right? That guy had tape on his throwing hand. I'm betting the yep. guy with, doesn't have the tape on his throwing hand. So I, I'm leaning the same way you guys are. Uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City West, will you be at this game? Oh, yes, I will be for sure. It's going to be a cold one. We're expecting a, a tremendous up to three inches uh, snowstorm wow. on, on Saturday. So, um, I don't know, there's a lot of staffing issues all across the country. I would imagine Arrowhead and, you know, Kansas City to have some staffing issues. Hopefully get they get that field dusted off. I know Arrowhead's one of the <laughs> oldest stadiums in football. But, yes, I will indeed be at that game. I am uh, – I'm – 14 rows off the field, right on the tunnel where the players come out. I can, nice. feel the fl- I can feel the flames of the fireworks. That's my home away from home. All right, so nice. the question I'm going to have uh, for you that has nothing to do with sports betting. We've got a couple minutes. Uh, what's your day like Saturday or Sunday? What's your day like Sunday? Talk. So, so Sunday, um, I, I will, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll get ready for the first game the same way that I always do. My second cup of coffee will probably have a little – probably be leaded and uh, – you know, then I'll watch the first couple games and then probably about halftime. It, it, and actually, it is going to be um, either before the first half or closer to halftime. You know, we're getting in the car and we're going. And um, I usually go to the, the, the Bud Tent. Uh, you know, what's cool about Arrowhead is they have um, they have all these different VIP tent experiences. So the, the, the tailgating is like nothing you'll ever experience. I mean, your, your son came and saw me. We, you know, I took him to the Bud Tent and we had a great time. Oh, so still talk um, about it. So there, there's different tailgates that you can attend and you walk around and meet people and you eat food. And so I'll probably get to Arrowhead somewhere around, you know, three thirty, four o'clock. And uh, the cold doesn't bother me. And, and uh, you know, I probably won't leave Arrowhead until 11 o'clock at night. There you go. Good for you. Uh, what's going to happen in the game? So, you know, I go back to the last time that these teams played and, and the Chiefs offensive line has improved dramatically. The Chiefs are averaging under two sacks allowed per game, while Pittsburgh <laughs> Pittsburgh is 55 sacks for the season. I mean, that is a wild number on 17 games, and but not against the Chiefs. So I I just don't like the number. It, it's going to be very cold. Um, you know, the way to prevent sacks is by running the ball really well. You know, as of yesterday, Edward Tillaire and, and Williams were listed as questionable f- for the game. So, you know, the Chiefs, they their running back is kind of by committee or they run via these short little dink and dunk passes um very new england-esque you know like julian edelman type 
passing stuff that New England did. So I, I just don't like the 13 points. I I, I, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to lose the game. I, I don't see what galaxy that would that would happen on. Um, but I just don't like the 13. I think the Chiefs probably win by a touchdown or less, and, and that's the way I see it going. And, um, you yeah. know, and I think that there's, there's probably going to be a lot of – Yellow towels in that stadium. I, I had oh, some, yeah, yeah. some no tickets. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Well, did, did your your extra tickets go to a yellow towel person or a red towel person? Yeah, a local friend that I know, he took the tickets off my hand, and he was glad to pay the premium on them. Yeah. Um, and he is a Steelers fan, and, and you know, it's it's crazy. I mean, for all intents and purposes, this could be Big Ben's last game. No doubt. All right, John, what do you think? Yeah, in a similar situation as, as Wes here, um, I, I am siding with Kansas City. They're at home. They've starting to come together here at the right time. Uh, I just don't like that number. You, you, that number just seems a little too outrageous for me in a playoff game to lay just because you never know what's going to happen on the back end of that. Um, but I'm leading Casey. You, you, you know, if, if there's a opportunity in game where I can get it on maybe under seven or six, then I might jump in on that. But otherwise, uh, just strictly a spectator in this one watching this and cheering for Casey. I'm gonna I'm gonna yell uh I'm gonna give you three things uh, in their last 13 road games Pittsburgh's one touchdown in the first quarter in their last wow. six home go. games Kansas City hasn't given up uh, a touchdown and of course they're six and zero oh, and in the other Pittsburgh has like two and ten uh, but mm-hmm. here's here's some teams I'm gonna give you Green Bay Dallas Denver Oakland Pittsburgh right the last five regular season home games this year. Not one of those teams, and some of those teams are in this playoffs, have scored more than <laughs> 10 points. Nobody has scored more than 10 points on Kansas City at home in a long, long time. Last game, Arizona at Rams. Impressive. Got three minutes, Wes. Wrap it up. Let's go. I, I'm all over Zona. Zona money line, Zona taking the four points. Um, these collection of talent teams don't work. We can go back 10 years and, and find this. I mean, there was an Eagles team that had a collection of talent. We saw it happen in Washington on many occasions. I, I just, it, they don't work. Zona money line, Zona take the points. Zona's going to roll. I, I love Arizona in this spot. And for a lot of X's and O reasons. But uh, the short answer is the collection of talent teams do not work. John. Same thing. I'm on Arizona here. I'm, I'm taking the points. I'm going to sprinkle some money line here. Um, just, I was never really a fan of the Rams throughout the regular season. And I think that last game that they played versus the 49ers kind of shows that, um, I don't want to use the term, uh, bad coaching or kind of no heart, but it, 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 I think they just got deflated that last game, giving up that big lead that they had. And I'm looking, same thing. I'm looking at Arizona. They, they got a great running back. Connor's playing exceptionally well. Um, hopefully they get some pieces back together, which I think they might. And, and I think they're going to roll here. I, I'll go with the younger team. A little bit hungrier team, the team that has overall played better throughout the regular season in Arizona here. You know, it's really weird because Arizona is one and four against the spread in their last five games, but on the road, they're nine and one in their last ten. Yep. They play better on the road. Uh, yeah, you got to think that if you watch the San Francisco game film and you're playing the Rams, you're going to pick up a few things. There's no doubt about it. All right, before mm-hmm. we let you go, let me quick uh, uh, check the board here. I'm going to go to the banners. Uh, on the bottom of the banners, John, GMF underscore sports underscore consultants. Follow us on Twitter yep. at 151 underscore sports. Uh, again, I am second half Chaz. You've been listening on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hang around for the loud mouths. They are up next. If you're catching us on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network or sportsbettingweeklylive.com or the Sports Betting Channel. Yeah, you didn't catch the live action. But so far, so good on the live action. Memphis has made a comeback. They've got the lead now. Uh, and we've nice. got a basketball game to come. Uh, do me a favor. Always be cashing. Stay cashing. Good night, guys. Talk always to cash, guys. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network.